This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo 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 We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Gangplank Report. We are recapping episode 10 of Below Deck, and they called it the smell of stinky socks and something, <laughs> some sweat and desperation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. And we've decided to call it puree all day. That's Jen's. That's Jen's <laughs> idea. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. Hey, before we get to that, happy new year. I've missed the crap out of you. So I know I miss you too. We actually didn't really talk Mm because I was on charter and it was the holidays and we didn't have an episode last week. So we didn't, I I miss you. I miss you too. I'm glad we're back and I'm glad the show's back. So let's get to that recap. After seeing Jake naked, I'm not entirely sure that I'm glad the show's back, but continue. (laughs) Good point. Good point. I've seen more of Jake's butt in the past month and I've seen of my husband's and that's not cool. <laughs> I need to talk to John about this. <laughs> exactly. It's almost Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get to this rapid recap. Primary Chelsea returned from her meltdown moment to a churned up chicken drink. Her friends and husband tried to support her only to receive a tirade worthy of toddlers and tiaras. The silent disco lasted barely an hour, but it was exactly what they needed to turn the guests' attitudes around. The next day, Raina shares with Wes that she wishes Eddie had the same energy about Heather using the N-word as he did about Raina telling Heather not to put her fingers in the food. (laughs) Heather is annoyed that Raina won't look at or respond to her and rants to Fraser, who lets her know why, and Heather promptly bails to her room for a sob session. Cap is lamenting not being able to find a stew to replace Jessica. Rachel has a meltdown when she's ready to start serving and Heather is bandaging a cut on her foot. The cloche presentation at dinner wows the guests. The next day, Heather's alarm goes off. Wes tries to wake her up. Rachel texts her. Wes tries to wake her up again. And finally, Raina was able to get her awake an hour after she was due to be on for service. After oversleeping, Heather texts her friend in Florida to see if she can come fill Jessica's shoes. Cap has to dock the boat in 30-knot winds with guests on the bridge watching, and he pulls it off. 
The guests leave a $22,000 tip in their wake and the crew gets a much deserved day off. Heather wants to talk to Raina before they start drinking. She apologizes and Raina accepts, but decides later in the day that she's not sure she can forgive her. Fraser gets some one-on-one time with Jake on the paddleboard, but Raina causes flirtus interruptus. On the beach, Eddie screams like a little girl at the sight of a spider. Back at the boat, a three-way video watch of Norbit turns into a two-way knock and boot session between Raina and Jake. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. So much to talk about with this So, so much. It's crazy. All right. Where do you want to start? Let's get the guests out of the way because this is the last time we're going to be seeing them. I had a thing with Chelsea last night. By the end of it, I was okay with her again. I don't know if it was carried over from the episode that we saw before the holidays, but it seemed like nothing anybody could do was going to make her happy. And I get that you're miserable if your jaw's wired shut, but I also get when people are bending over backwards that you should be a little more grateful about it. Well, I think she acknowledged that at the very end. When at she the was very hanging. end, she did. Yeah. 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 But up until that point, it was, she did seem to have fun at the silent disco, but I mean, she was even snapping her friends' heads off about it. And there's only so much people can do to make you comfortable when you're hurting. So I, I want to give her latitude. I'm still annoyed about the homeless comment, but at the end of it, she was very grateful She made sure to say something to all of them and thank them. So it wound up better than I thought. Well, and consider that two weeks ago was the last time we saw the show. And the last impression that you were left with for the last two weeks to marinate on was her homeless comment. Right. So you had two weeks to stew on that anytime it popped into your head Mm -hmm. and 42 minutes worth of show last night to make up for it. Right. So she was at a deficit already. True. True. And that's. That's true. Because while I can be objective, I am a teeny tiny bit of a grudge holder. (laughs) And so I did go into this episode already annoyed with her. But like I said, by the end of it, I was fine with them. I think that it was still stupid how she went about it. I would have never gone about it that way. But it was her vacation. She can puree if she wants to. So yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I still think I'm more upset by I mean the the homeless comment was tasteless but I am still more upset about the way that the crew was talking about her and what was going on with her than anything else in that situation yeah because it's your job just do it yeah I get that it's more of a pain in the butt and I get that it changes things a little bit about how it goes but the biggest part of our job is adaptation yeah so and improvisation so I mean it seems like the rest of that went fairly well after they kind of had a sidebar and said she needs to be served at the same time as everybody else. Cause that happened at the beginning of this episode, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like that went flawlessly. Yeah. It seems like forward. once they had the silent disco, everything went pretty well from there on out. Attitude shifted and everybody was very happy. And even when Heather overslept, Fraser wasn't supposed to be up. So I want to put that out there because. Raina was making the comment that both of them should be up, but Fraser wasn't supposed to be up. He was on late the night before and didn't go to bed till 1.30. So right. this is all on Heather. But I thought Wes 
while she was having her sleeping beauty moment really stepped up. I want to give him a little kudos for stepping up and doing the interior job. And I know that there's kind of an unwritten, you have to, but you don't have to kind of thing. Oh, he easily could have said, this isn't my job or not said anything at all and just let it fall flat on its face. But at the end of the day, it's his tip too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I thought he did a banner job and he stepped up and I've been seeing people talking about how Raina does nothing but complain. She doesn't want to do her job. No, no, no. If you watch, and maybe it's because people don't watch it multiple times like we do for the podcast, but if you watch, she stepped up many times in this episode alone, whether it was helping out with Rachel, getting the dinner ready, whether it was helping with dishes, helping with service. So the whole Raina doesn't like to work. And she's just lazy. I don't know where people are getting that. Makes no sense to me because she's doing not only her stuff, but she's helping people when they're in a bind. If I could, I think I know where part of that comes from because the editing is showing the moments when she's not doing much Mm -hmm. physical labor and she's talking about the situation with Heather with a lot of people. So they cut to a lot of her doing that In between, I'm sure the moments where she's running around like a chicken with her head cut off because all of them are right. So, but those moments aren't as interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. So what it, what are they going to choose to show in editing? Well, editing is a great thing to segue into here because you had a genius thought last night that you sent me while we were live tweeting the show. And I would like for you to share that because it changed my whole perspective on the second watch. So my point was that there's amazing things that they can do with editing this show. And if Bravo was having a panic attack a couple of weeks ago about the way all this stuff with Heather and Reyna was playing out, all they would have to do if they didn't already have the footage from the pickups that the cast does post season or the one-on-one interviews that they did while they were filming is to call up Heather and say, this isn't going the way that we want it to. It's a total crash and burn right now. We need to fix this. We've got two weeks before the next episode comes out. Let's get you in front of a green screen in a hotel room somewhere close to where you are. We'll send a makeup artist down and we'll try to get as much continuity between this pickup and the interviews you did before to let you for an hour apologize in as many different ways as you can and sound remorseful. Because all they had to do was take a 15 second clip of her saying, I wish I had a time machine to go back and fix it. And plug that into the middle of the show to make it seem like she was really reflective and remorseful, which still didn't even feel like that to me. But, you know, to give her an opportunity to add some more lines there, because those weren't words that she was saying to Raina at the time. She didn't say, Raina, I really wish I had a time machine so that I could go back and take that word back so that I didn't upset you. That was not what happened. Mm -hmm. This was way after the fact. And you told me that because of the post that I put up on Twitter last night saying exactly that, that they could have just put her in front of a green screen and had her say a whole bunch of lines and edited one to make it sound like she was remorseful, that one of the other Below Deck fans did what? Okay. So I get up at Dark 30 in the morning and I was talking to Bravo Stan Han. And she's on the West Coast. 
and she was watching the show while I was just going through Twitter in the morning and we started talking and she saw your post and we were talking about the possibility of that. So she immediately hopped on it and started looking at the confessional stills. And there is a difference in hair length in the confessionals for Heather. There's some where it's like all the way down past her chest. And there's some where it's like a little below her clavicle. So in the show I was watching last night, her hair was really long. So any with the shorter hair, she's got a different part than what she had on the show. Those are possibly what you're talking about. I know you've told us in the past that they do those automatically after filming. They do another set of pickups for you after the show and they gear the questions more towards those. So there's no way to tell if it's one of those shots or if they did it last week. Yeah. If it's a separate session, there's no way to tell which one of those it is, but there is a distinct hair length difference that you can go back and watch if people want to do that. Yeah. I'm sure them thinking about it, they're like, we just need to do damage control. Let's get her in front of a green screen real fast and rip some of these lines off to make it sound like she's got some kind of remorse or is apologetic about this to try to do some damage control. Well, the interesting thing is that it's not the overly apologetic ones where she has the shorter hair. She actually has those in the one where she's pointing out that she thought that this was all over and done with when she apologized to Raina. So it almost feels like if they did switch the narrative on it, that they're switching it to put blame more on Raina than to make Heather seem more likable. Does that make sense? Yes. So everybody has to go back and do a rewatch now. Yeah. <laughs> And look, and it's like one of those two pictures next to each other. Tell me what looks different. Exactly. Circle all the things that are different. Okay. So I did that. I can post those tomorrow. I'll post those in the comments under the link for the episode. I'll post the two pictures I took and it's in the same segment of the show because first she says the part about, you know, I thought this was all over and done with, and that's the short hair. And then she said, if I had a time machine, I would go back and use it. And that's the long hair. And they were back to back within the same 30 seconds. They made it how they do seem like it was one continuous thought, but it's two different setups. So I'll put those picks up tomorrow. God, I love you guys. (laughs) Well, I love Bravo Stanhan and she's actually going to be with us next week and so she and I are gonna deep dive on this a little more I love people who are as crazy as I am (laughs) I think that's awesome (laughs) I in the interest of full disclosure I'm gonna be on charter next week so Mm -hmm. we have your friend that's coming on to stand in for me because Tiffany is moving so she's Mm -hmm. also not going to be available because she would be our go-to, obviously. But right. um, I'm excited to hear another one of these. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're going to do a super fan takeover week next week. But right now I'm enjoying speaking to you. So let's get into this apology thing. Because I saw a lot of shifting opinions over the episode last night while you and I were live tweeting. What was your feeling on the second apology? So I understand why the first apology, which was really not an apology, by the way, didn't take. Mm-hmm. 
Me too. I get that. And why it might've taken a couple of days to process that. And as far as the way that Raina spoke to Heather over the fingers and the food situation, Mm -hmm. have you ever been in a situation where you have had someone around you, whether it was a coworker or in some kind of a situation where you started off on the wrong foot and it never improved and Mm -hmm. legitimately everything that they did just drove you insane. Yeah. Breathing even. (laughs) Yeah. For no reason other than the fact that you already weren't a fan. Right. And I think that that's part of what we're seeing because I was talking to Gabby earlier today and she said, you know, to your point, like, yeah, if it had been Fraser or Jake or one of her other friends on the cast that had done something like that, she probably would have said, you know, you're nasty. Don't do that. Right. And joking with them about it. Instead, Mm -hmm. the way that she approached it was pretty confrontational. Right. And Eddie picked up on that and he was probably just trying to quell some of that, which really only fanned the flames in my opinion. But if it was somebody that you liked and that you got along with, her reaction probably would have been vastly different. And I've been in that situation before where I've been around people that I worked with that everything you do just drives me insane. Right. And it's because I already don't like you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what this was. And honestly, we talked about it during the last episode. It's gross. It's a freaking pandemic. Don't put your fingers in the food. And I had somebody, I saw a tweet on Twitter where somebody said there were no hands in the food. It was bread and a fork and whatever. Well, the clip they showed last night is not the full clip. The clip they showed, her fingers were nowhere near it. If you go back to the week before, there was contact and it was gross. So yeah, yeah, you can't go by how they make it look the next time around (laughs) because they're gonna back the person who at the end of the season, they've decided they want to root for. So they're going to make Heather look better and look like Raina was overreacting. I'm a big germ person, especially in this day and age. Just don't do that. That's gross. All right. Anyway, back to the apology. I did have a problem. I understood Heather's mindset with that she wanted to do this apology before they started drinking. I understood what her motivation was. I had a problem with how she addressed Raina in the moment when Raina didn't want to do it. And it seemed very, and this is my problem with Heather in the first place, is the arrogance of youth. It seemed like, no, I wanted to do this now. I want to get this over. It was more important for her so she could have an easier time to get over it, to do it when she wanted to do it, instead of respecting Raina's feelings who is the aggrieved party in the situation. And so I went into the apology with not being happy with how it went down. And then for half the apology, she was looking out the window and she was saying all of the right things. I can't judge somebody's sincerity. I saw people saying it was insincere. I saw people saying it was completely sincere. I don't know. I know... That I think with the amount of Botox that she's had, it's really hard to tell <laughs> when she's having feelings because it's not visible on her face yeah. as a marker of her yeah. sincerity. And I will say full disclosure, I have had Botox before, so I understand how hard it is to express emotion using your face, which is normally a way that you can sense someone's sincerity. <laughs> but I think that might have something to do with it that yeah. like she can't furrow her brow. Right. She can't look pensive because Mm -hmm. her face doesn't move 
Right. I do feel like you could pick up that she was uncomfortable. But it's only because she's being called out again for exactly something that she thought was a non-issue anymore. Right. And it's more like she's annoyed that she has to deal with it. And so she's going to do this blanket apology thing again. Mm-hmm. And on some level, I feel like Raina saying, okay, we're cool. Let's mm-hmm. hug. Yeah. Is to me a resolution. That's where I'm stuck. Yeah. The first time I understood not accepting the apology because she didn't even have time to process what went on have her thoughts about it this time this is where it gets sticky and this is why and I've had last night I had people actually blocking me coming to my thread to talk to me and then me saying look that's a valid way of looking at this but this is what I think but it's okay to have differences of opinion And that was the tone that I came back at them with. I wasn't combative. I was saying, I get it, you know, but this is just how I saw it. And then block, you know, kind of thing. And the fact that it's this volatile really bugs me. A, because this is entertainment television. I get that this is a minefield of a topic, but you can have more than one viewpoint on this based on your own personal life experience. And in this case, I get why Heather would think the second time around that it would be dropped because everything Raina said to her and hugging it out and all of that. And they're sober. And they're sober. It all conveyed that. So I understand, I'm not saying Raina doesn't have the right to change her mind later. The ideal circumstance, and we can't do the ideal thing in every situation, the ideal circumstance would have been for her to say, look, I appreciate you apologizing to me. I'm still struggling with it. I need to process it some more, but we'll try to move on from here. That would have been ideal. But in place of that, the least thing she could have done is when she started feeling a certain way about it is not take it to Fraser on the beach while they're having their day off. While he's trying to hook up. Mm -hmm, Yeah. But instead say, Heather, look, you know, I know I said I was cool with this. I'm really not cool with this. Do you want to talk some more? Or I don't want to talk some more or something. I just wish she had taken it back to her and not to Fraser, because it does look like, okay, you're making peace and saying you've let it go, and then you're not letting it go. So I don't know. I tend to see a lot of sides in this thing. I think there's more than one way of looking at this, people. We don't have pulpits. We're not preaching to you how to think. We're just telling you how we're processing it. And there's more than one way to see how this is shaking out. I agree. And some of the comments that I saw between last night and today, actually, I thought were really poignant in that if Raina at the time that the second time that Heather was apologizing, actually apologizing, if Raina had said something to the effect of, I appreciate what you're saying. I think we should just keep our relationship professional. I can work with you because I'm a grown up but we're not going to be besties. Absolutely valid. Mm -hmm. To say, I appreciate that. I just don't want to be friends with you. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. You know, something to that effect. Right. Because then at the very least, 
they can move forward in a professional way. And again, at the beach, there was drinking involved. So if this is already in your head, like maybe Rena had already decided not to think or deal with that situation at all and enjoy herself on her day off. And right before she's getting ready to leave the boat, Heather stops her and says, let's talk about this again. Yeah. Because I'm uncomfortable and I need you to listen to me. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that just sent her into another bad direction within her own mind. And so I get all of that. Mm -hmm. I get all of that. I do too. And honestly, the reason why I keep falling back on Raina's side on this is last night on Watch What Happens Live, she did say not only is she having to work and live with this person, not only has she already taken it to her superior and been blown off, but she also knows that there are cameras following her every move. And she talked about it a little on the show last night with Wes that she doesn't want to be perceived as this aggressive black woman, which we know is a trope that Bravo puts out there. Loves to instigate. Yeah, they do. And so I get it that there's so many things that she's got to be thinking about. And sure, it's easy to sit back and Monday morning quarterback it and say, well, you should have done this, this, and this. But in real time, in real life, you're not always going to do the right and perfect thing. And she's had time to reflect on this. She's still upset about it. She's not on the show anymore. She doesn't have to care about this anymore, but it still affected her. And we do know from her Instagram that she's sober now. She's not drinking. And so I feel like she's put in work on herself and it's still an issue for her. So who the frick am I as a viewer of the show to say, you're not allowed to have an issue with this anymore because Heather apologized. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, I agree. The other thing that has happened with all of this is both Raina and Eddie saying that production was telling them to stop talking about it, even when they were filming the show. Yeah. Which no, I find no lies detected. Yeah. <laughs> which I find disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that's entirely on the production that yeah. has nothing to do with cast members saying or not saying things that has everything to do with production trying to cover their asses. Right. And I don't appreciate it. Yeah. No, not if you're filming reality television. To me, telling people what not to say is equally as bad as telling people what to say, especially when it's something, and I've seen this phrase a ton over the past couple of weeks, when it was something that was a teachable moment. And Bravo, we know how they work. We know what they're looking to put out there. And they've had a great lack of success when it comes to tackling topics like this so maybe that's what was in their head and they wanted to steer clear but to silence people about this and say that you can't talk about this when it's something that Raina is clearly struggling with and then to make the narrative be this oh she's not accepting an apology thing it's hard for me to justify that in any way shape or form but it's bravo And I'm still watching it, so (laughs) I can't be too mad, I guess. Yeah, but at some point, when do we stop joking that this is Bravo? You know what I mean? I'm not not trying to be 
Mm-hmm. No. I like get at it. what point do we say it doesn't matter if this is Bravo, it's not okay? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And I think it becomes when enough of the audience says this isn't cool. And that's basically what we have to do. So I feel like we're screaming into the wind at a point. But from our perspective, this wasn't cool. But to wrap this episode up. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not? Go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. I haven't (laughs) even started with my rant. Okay, go with your rant then. (laughs) Okay. So I want to talk about some of the stuff that happened. And I want to make a couple of points here because it's really beginning to grate on me. Not only are there double standards involved, but it's the kind of thing where I look at this and go, you only had a couple rules to follow, really. Mm-hmm. And I'll start off by saying, at the very least, Eddie was able to keep his indiscretions hidden in the laundry room to the point where nobody else even knew until the very end of the season that it happened. And it only happened by admission, not because anybody saw anything. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing now play out was almost pornographic last night. I agree. And the whole speculation that Raina was giving Jake a rub and tug mm-hmm. across Fraser's lap mm-hmm. was ugh, to me. Yeah. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do not. As long as you're not hurting yourself or somebody else, I don't care what you do behind closed doors. Right. I didn't need to see all that. No. They could have inferred it or Mm -hmm. hinted to it well we've had them be outside the door before with sounds right I don't want to watch it in the irony of and you're probably not old enough to remember this but on tv it used to be stuff like that couldn't be shown until after they knew kids were in bed and for this to have aired at eight o'clock last night I know that it's basic cable but it's not pay cable and it was a lot to me even in night vision it was a lot and it did bug me and that's actually it's funny because that's actually what I was gonna move on from what we were talking about to talk about (laughs) because it kind of blew my mind how graphic Bravo's getting and that there's like nothing left to the imagination to your point it was an hour earlier than mm-hmm. what we're used to. Right. Mm-hmm. And on a holiday weekend, no less. So there's mm-hmm. probably more people like kids don't have homework to do right now. Like it just seemed, look, all the way around, it seemed really egregious to me. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, at least Eddie had the decency to keep his indiscretions in the laundry room, but now we're seeing everything. And not only that, we are seeing naked Jake yet again I mean like four I counted four times during that episode because they kept showing him naked in bed Mm -hmm. in multiple scenes Mm -hmm. like there's one scene of him sans clothes sleeping in the room with Wes Mm -hmm. like they see they show him naked up on his bunk so he he doesn't sleep in clothing and I made the comment to Andrew last night as I was like I have never slept naked on a boat like that with a roommate are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. What if something happens in the middle of the night and you have to jump up <laughs> and deal with it? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a yeah. bad idea. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think it's interesting with all of the nudity that we have seen from Jake. I think he's like, he's got to be jockeying for an OnlyFans or something. But I don't for, know. Yeah. 
Eddie to be witness to what happened with Rachel last season mm -hmm. and to sell her out the river that quickly because of her behavior and her embarrassing the boat and him in that outing. Well, not in just that outing. I'm thinking of the karaoke beach issue, but mm -hmm. you know, for Eddie not to think that it is enough of an issue to bring it to lead that Jake can't seem to keep his clothes on when he's in public because every single time they've gone out in public, he's removed his clothes. Mm -hmm. It's a double standard to me. I agree. And I think it's just as embarrassing, if not more so, because he's done it a multitude of times. Right. So for Eddie not to say anything to Lee tells me a couple of different things. And one of them, I believe, is that if Eddie had to go to, felt compelled enough to go to Lee and say, Jake can't keep his clothes on. It's embarrassing us and it's embarrassing the boat because everybody that's there on that island, regardless of whether it's just the staff that's at that beach club or not, knows that they're with the show because there's cameras everywhere. Hello. So it's not like they can't figure out where these people came from. It tells me that Eddie is intentionally not telling Lee about that because it would reflect poorly on him because he's the one that selected Jake to be the leader of this deck crew. And if he goes to Lee with an issue like that and says, Jake has taken off his clothes, it's embarrassing. Right. Lee's going to come down on Eddie. Like, why did you make that decision? And he's probably more concerned about how Lee will perceive that decision that he made versus actually telling Lee, like, this guy can't keep his clothes on. Right. And if Jake was a rock star at his job, the rest of us might way overlook this, but nobody on the deck team is doing a good job. And that tells me a lot more about Eddie as a manager and as a person than anything else. Right. Yeah. The alternative title to Puree All Day that I came up with that I decided not even to submit because I thought it was too blue to submit, which is ironic considering the footage we saw, was going to be Cock O'Clock. <laughs> it feels like that it's a given now and it's exhausting to be honest it's I don't mind shenanigans and hijinks the fact that I use those two words makes me sound like I'm 900 years old well and even <laughs> to your point like with below deck med them mm -hmm. doing things antics like that on the boat late night hot tub where it's an isolated situation and there aren't onlookers. Mm -hmm. Although I still have a little bit of trouble with some of that. Mm -hmm. Like this to me just seems like a clear violation of don't embarrass the boat and you're doing it anyway. And I understand that we live in an age of hookup culture. Mm -hmm. I do. And especially post, I mean, we're not really post pandemic, but after the main event. Well, post vaccine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That people are starting to get out there and be more wild and crazy in situations like that. But I just feel like, think about it. Everybody just went to their work Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. Consider that that is like after an entire year of working really hard, your day off of the boat, mm -hmm. right? And if any of these shenanigans happened in that situation with your coworkers, would people still have a job after New Year's when they got back from vacation? If that was the last thing anybody saw of them, was them taking their clothes off at the office party. It's right. just as inappropriate because it's the same thing. You're still around your coworkers. Yeah. 
I mean, gone are the days when the, when the wackiest thing that happened was somebody photocopying their butt cheeks on the printer (laughs) and putting it on their boss's desk. You know what I mean? Like that we're not even in that same ballpark anymore. I will take a Xerox keister at this point over what we're seeing. I'm not trying to be prudish or whatever. I just think there's a time and a place. And I really don't want it on my TV. There are ways to go about it. There are ways to leave a little mystery. I don't need my receipts to be that graphic. You can give me faded out receipts, okay? And I'll be just Yeah, fine. the pixelation is not enough for me. No. Mm-mm. No. I again, maybe they weren't making enough noise to make it one of those the cameraman's outside the door right listening kind of things, but it's still I mean, again, do what you want behind closed doors, but you know that this is being filmed. Right. So, yeah. I still think that Jake is jockeying for a OnlyFans. Yeah, there's something up with it. I mean, hang a towel up. They're on the bottom bunk. Hang a towel up underneath the mattress of the top bunk. Something. Yeah, something. Anyway, so that's where we ended the show. And this week, we have a wonderful super fan. She is the sigh of size, the sunshine on my timeline. And she is my favorite Pocky flavor. We have Stephanie from Mocha Minutes podcast back this week. So be sure to check that out. And she cracks both of us up. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. She's awesome. Until then, do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that very much. We had an excellent first six months. We have over 35,000 downloads and we appreciate you all very much. So we thank you so much for listening. And check us out later this week. We appreciate you. We're headed into a a new season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht next. And we also have Below Deck Down Under coming out. And we are going to be looking for more super fans. So if you think that you have some fun stuff to contribute to our conversation, please hit us up Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to. Or email at gangplankreport at gmail.com. There you go. We are excited to have you because we've got a lot to cover coming up. Yeah. And that is one of our favorite parts is talking to you guys. So hit us up. We would love to talk to you. We will make it painless, relatively painless, as long as you like us. (laughs) So get in touch with us there. We'd love to have you on and talk about the show with you. But thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you next time for the super fan. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.